a desert planet with twin suns. Why do I sense we've picked up another pathetic life form? Use my knowledge. Much to learn, you still have. Welcome back to Twin Sun Talks, folks. I'm your host, Jonah Liu. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, this is going to be a shorter episode today, I think. Sometimes when I say that, it actually ends up being longer, but I actually think that this is going to be a bit shorter. Um, this is going to be the episode that I'm releasing uh, the week of finals for me, so I'm trying to keep it a little shorter. I'm trying to get this done ahead of time so I can focus solely on my tests, um, but I wanted to have a bit of fun with it, and so I'm, I'm doing something that I had been talking about doing since kind of the beginning of this, and I'm doing an ASMR-style episode of me just mispronouncing some hard-to-pronounce Star Wars words. Um, so this might be completely terrible, and if it is, then we'll move on, and I won't ever do this again. But if it ends up being kind of funny, then then I'll uh, I'll bring it back as a recurring uh, thing every once in a while. This won't be a once-a-month thing like I've been doing with my prominent alien species or anything like that. It'll be once in a blue moon. But um, without further ado, let's dive into This Is Where The Fun Begins. This is where the fun begins. Alrighty, so before I get into this, for those of you who don't know, ASMR stands for Autonomous Sensory uh, Meridian Response, which is um, also known like as Autosensory Meridian Response. And it's like, I, I honestly, I don't know how to describe it other than people kind of like whispering into a microphone weirdly and like, making it's like nice sounding things is the like but it's it's kind of like it's kind of like okay guys like that that sort of thing where it's like very like the way that i would describe it is like intrusive i know that a lot of people find it relaxing but that's not how i really perceive it i think it's a little more almost like creepy but if that's something that you're into or something that you do i don't want to come across like i'm making fun of this that at all um, I'm just kind of having fun with it and doing almost a parody of what it is, but I respect anybody who does it or enjoys it. Um, I'm not trying to alienate anybody here, but that being said, if you don't want to listen to me attempt to do ASMR, then uh, I'll put timestamps in the description. After I'm done, I'm going to be doing um, a review of all the Star Wars content that I've uh, been consuming over the last few months that I haven't gotten to talk about yet. Uh, so you can stick around and skip ahead if that's something that you really don't want to hear. Uh, but without further ado, I hope that you enjoy Twin Sun Talks ASMR edition. Alrighty, Rex. Welcome to Twin Sun Talks ASMR. I'm going to be mispronouncing a lot of real nice Star Wars lingo for y'all. So I hope that y'all, uh, that y'all are ready because I'm, I'm going to go for it if y'all want to. I don't even know if this is picking up, but that's my fingers rubbing together. If you wanna, this is me rubbing a Wampa mini figure thing against my microphone. Yeah, I don't know what that's gonna sound like, and I'm sorry if that's atrocious, but anyways, that's not what y'all are here for. You're here mispronounce some stuff so first up on the slate we have Jabba the Hutt's full Hutt's name which is Jabba Desilishik Tyur one more time 
Java Decesilic Tayor. Yeah. Now, this next one is a callback to my last ability to speak does not make you intelligent that I did with Scott Fonseca. And that is that a Shouda Oob. They are actually small, green, amphibious sentience, and one of them can be seen playing in the band at Jabba Deselegic Tayur's Palace in Episode 6, Return of the Jedi. Next up, we have a fun fact, and that's the name of an underground city discovered by Bolus Massens that was referred to colloquially as the local dig. And what that city was called is Wienta. Wienta. Yeah, that one wasn't so bad. Okay. Next one is that this is this got a lot of them. So so buckle up. We got we got four different ones in this one sentence. So the washer tree in Kachiro, Kakiro, containing all the Klatuvak Guild's vital information, was called Tree Vikilin. Vikilin. Next up, that, that's on Kashyyyk, by the way, the Wookiee homeworld. Next up is that a Nexu's primary food source on their homeworld are Arboreal Octopi. Arboreal Octopi. And then, next up, this is the last one that I have for this edition of Star Wars ASMR Twin Sun Dogs Edition is that the Malastarian city that Zabulba was born on, born in is called Pex, Pexelito. Pexelito. So just to recap, the words that we went over today were Jabba, Desilagic, Tayur, Shauda, Oob, Wienta, Wienta, Worsher, Hero, Klaatuvak, Vikilian, Vikilin, Vikilin, Aboreal Octopi, and Pexelito. That's all that I have for today's edition of Twins and Dogs Star Wars ASMR. I hope that you've had a relaxing and pleasant experience. Bye bye now, Rex. Alright, I'm not gonna lie to y'all. Even if y'all find that really, y'all are gonna have to find that really, really funny for me to do again, because that made me uncomfortable to do. Um, not like physically uncomfortable, but just like, as a person, I didn't, I didn't enjoy, like, I, I, I kind of feel like dirty, like I need to take a shower. I don't know. I don't know how you ASMRers do it, because that was, that was an uncomfortable time for me. I'm not gonna lie, I'm gonna stick to this. But if y'all, if the, if the demand is high enough, I will do another one, I think, maybe. 
Um, anyways, that being said, that's all that I have for that. Let's move into I Have Spoken, and I'm going to be talking about uh, some of the stuff that I've been reading and, and watching recently. I Have Spoken. Alrighty, so most of the stuff that I've been consuming recently have been audiobooks, but I have watched uh, one thing, which is a documentary on Disney+. Plus. Uh, that they released on Disney Plus Day called Under the Helmet, The Legacy of Boba Fett. It's a quick 20-minute um, little documentary about essentially the origins of the on-screen character, less about like the character itself and more about just how the character itself came to be, what the original intent was for the character, and then how it kind of evolved into the character that we uh, know today. And so... I would highly recommend it. I think Boba Fett's a really, really awesome character, and I think that watching it, especially before the Book of Boba Fett comes out um, in December, uh, it comes out December 29th. And also, it's uh, a little side note, Book of Boba Fett's going to have seven episodes, so not eight or nine or whatever I'd said originally. Um, it just got confirmed that it had seven. Um, but I think that it gives a, a cool new layer of understanding to the character, and while it might be more of a behind-the-scenes appreciation for it, I think that it's still worth doing if you have the time. Uh, it's really interesting. I would definitely recommend uh, doing that. Other than that, I have read uh, four audiobooks since uh, the last one of these that I've done, so or listened to four audiobooks. So I'm just going to go through those uh, pretty quickly. The first one that I'm going to talk about is The Rising Storm, which is the second book in the High Republic kind of central storyline. And I'm not going to lie, I read this several weeks ago. I don't remember too much about it, but I do remember that it got me more interested than The Light of the Jedi did about the, um, about the overall storyline. I think that I'm much more inclined to keep reading. I'm not super invested in too many of the characters yet. They're a little too perfect for my liking. And the most interesting one doesn't isn't given too much to do. Um, the the villains being the Nile still I mean, I I I see them as a little more of a formidable opponent for the Jedi now. But man, I don't know. It's hard for me to picture anything other than Sith pitted against Jedi. It just is. So it's... I don't know. It, it, it hasn't quite, like, solidified me as a fan yet. Like, for sure, for sure. But I'm definitely interested to see what happens next. We'll see if I ever become, like, super invested into it. But I, I don't hate it by any means. It's just not quite there for me like it's almost I think that the characters are interesting I think that a lot of the stuff that they're doing is interesting it just falls a little bit short for me in a couple ways but I think that they have room to improve and I think that they have some cool stuff to work with and we'll see where they go with it I think the next book comes out early next year so I'll, I'll keep y'all posted on my thoughts um, the next one that I want to talk about is Shatterpoint. I, this is a book about Mace Windu. It's a Legends book, so it's not canon. I wanted to like this book so badly, and I didn't dislike it. I liked it more than Rising Storm. But I don't know. I think it's because I kind of think of these as in terms of movies and kind of how it would look on screen, and this felt very boring to me. 
what I want from a Mace Windu uh, story is just a lot of action, a lot of lightsaber wielding, and there's not too much about that. It's the storyline follows him going back to his home planet of Haroon Kal and attempting a rescue mission of his apprentice, Deba Balaba, who has fallen to the dark side um, while on assignment there. And my favorite part about this is essentially little insight into his mind regarding himself and his emotions, but also his guilt about uh, the Clone Wars. He feels responsible for the conflict because he didn't. He hesitated before uh, striking the killing blow against Dooku, which could have ended the war before it even started. And also his inner turmoil surrounding the dark side and... The line that he walks by using uh, Vapod. Um, that's all super, super interesting. And obviously, Mace Windu's my favorite character, so I had to read this book. And I, I wanted to like it a lot more than I did, but I, I found it a little tedious and a little boring. Um, overall, I think that I just appreciate a little fast... Uh, it, this is a very quiet book. It still had action, but it just wasn't quite the action that I was looking for, I don't think. But, um, I don't know. I thought that it was, it was cool, but it wasn't quite what I was looking for in a Mace Windu story. So, a little disappointed, but not by much. The next one that I want to talk about is Kenobi. This is probably the fav- my favorite of the four that I'm talking about today. It's set between um, episodes three and four, pretty close to episode three, Revenge of the Sith, whenever he, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi first arrives on Tatooine, and it kind of details his first stretch of time in exile there. And I think that it's just absolutely fascinating just to see, and I kind of talked about this in my last week's episode, which I did a complete profile of Obi-Wan, but kind of looking at him and his guilt over what happened with Anakin, his guilt about not being involved in the galactic theater as a whole and having to kind of lay low in his attempts to protect Luke and also the the kind of the turmoil that he experiences about trying to help other people while also keeping a low profile and staying undercover and not being able to act on every impulse that his Jedi training instilled in him and having to kind of make sacrifices in order to fulfill his greater mission of keeping Luke safe um it's super sad but I think it portrays Obi-Wan really, really well. And I think that it's kind of cool to see other people's perception of him and kind of how he became known as crazy old Ben Kenobi. Uh, it's also, it's interesting how they kind of explain why he became known as Ben Kenobi because I, I know a lot of people kind of make fun of it for like, okay, if he was undercover, why would he still go by his actual name of Kenobi? But, um, but they, it gives a kind of a fun explanation for why that is. Um, but anyways, I thought that it was excellent, and I would highly recommend um, reading it. Lastly, and this is actually a book that I finished today, uh, that I'm re- the, the day that I'm recording this, is the book called Thrawn, which is the first in the series of canon Thrawn books. Those of you who are not familiar with Thrawn, he uh, was first introduced to canon in Star Wars Rebels, and he's a super, super cool character. He's the Grand Admiral in the Imperial Navy, and he's kind of a master tactician. And 
once again, this book is much quieter, as you might, for those of you who know Thrawn, you might kind of assume that this book is a little more heady. It's very much... I think that it's fascinating, though. It's much more entertaining than the, even the Mace Windu one, in my opinion, because you get a glimpse into Thrawn's mind, which is so cold, calculating, but also sympathetic to life and to people. Well, less to people, but more to just, like, not wasting life needlessly. And... But, like, I love the narration of his, like, little um, his little observations about people around him. Like, their jaws clenching, their throat muscles tightening whenever they're lying, and stuff like that. You just get to see how in tune with everything he is. And you also get to see, um, not just from his perspective, but from people around him, how being, like, a non-human in the Imperial ranks uh, kind of affected him but also that contrasted with how quickly he ascended through the ranks. And I really can't wait. There are a ton more Thrawn books to be read, and I'm definitely going to get on that soon. And I'll keep you post y'all posted on all of them as I read them, but I would highly recommend reading this one as well. It was really, really great, and it's canon, so even better. Um, okay, that's about all that I have for I Have Spoken. Um... And that's about all that I have for this episode, but it wouldn't be a proper episode if I didn't leave you with just a little bit more. Alright, so in Revenge of the Sith, we see Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, riding on a reptilian bird-like creature, but it's a quadruped, uh, when he's on Utapau uh, pursuing General Grievous. And so this reptilian quadruped is called a Varactical. And they are very well equipped to uh, life on Utapau. They're native to that planet. And uh, essentially they are uh, very um, proficient in climbing up uh, sheer rock faces with uh, specialized uh, four-digit uh, paws, or uh, I don't even know what you would call it. Um, or five, their their five-digit feet have large claws is what this book is saying. Uh, so they're able to climb very easily and rapidly. And the uh, Varactical that Obi-Wan rides in um, Revenge of the Sith is named Boga, B-O-G-A. Um, and yeah, that's about all that I have. They, they heavily, rep uh, they heavily um, resemble birds. And male and females looked very similar, and they, they shared a lot of similar traits. They were very brightly colored and very beautiful. But that's about all that I have. I mean, look at me. I, I went about the same length as I normally do, and I said that I was going to keep it short. Anyways, I hope that y'all enjoyed it. I hope that I didn't scare y'all off with the ASMR section. Uh, let me know if this is something that y'all want me to do again. Very In the very distant future, this won't be happening again anytime soon because it made me very uncomfortable. But anyways... Uh, yeah, just let me know in the comments or DM me on Instagram, whatever you got to do. But uh, that's about all. You've taken your first steps into a larger world. May the force be with you, and I will see y'all in the next episode. Bye, friends.